Hi, this is Therapy Tuesday, Smashbot's mental health podcast, and I'm your host, Ruchita Chandrasekhar. I'm a behavioral health researcher and psychologist with a specialization in trauma and post-violence recovery. And this podcast has been created for people who are looking to have conversations around mental health from a feminist perspective. Please remember that this podcast aims to be an educational resource and is not a substitute for therapy or treatment. Conversations around mental health are uncomfortable and often stigmatized in different cultures. As a result, the experience of mental illness becomes isolating. So in today's episode, we thought we could discuss some of the challenges around discussing emotional health concerns with family members and what are some of the ways in which we could break the ice. We'll also be talking about the importance of setting boundaries, navigating shame and guilt and why agency is integral. There's so much misinformation, there's not enough awareness, and there's such deep stigma about these things that we're causing more harm than good. Now, power differentials between parents and children are obvious in family dynamics, right? And in communities of color, the power differential can remain even once the children have grown into adults and thereby result in infantilization, which can worsen mental health concerns. Because if you think about it, there is a vulnerability for dismissal, bullying, and not feeling supported. Recently, on a panel, someone asked me what are some of the tangible steps children can take to have a constructive conversation around mental health with their parents. And all I could think of was that in order to have a constructive conversation, you need collaboration, which means it takes two to engage effectively. Now, this can't be guaranteed within some family dynamics. And honestly, I want you to remember that if you don't feel listened to, it's not your fault. And it doesn't mean that your concerns aren't valid. Because conditioning and stigma have deteriorated conversations around behavioral health concerns for generations on end. The other day, someone told me that their parent was on anti-anxiety meds and they had no idea at all. And they started having anxiety concerns and told the parent that, oh, I'm going to have to start taking medicines and this is for a while. And that's when the parent opened up and said, I've taken this medicine. It didn't work for me. So don't take it. It actually messed things up. And this person was just baffled at how this had gone on for so long. And for about 30 odd years, they had no idea that their parent had taken medication for anxiety at some point. So if you want to talk to your family about your emotional health, I would also suggest that you address it with a family member that you feel most comfortable with. This could be a parent, a sibling, a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt. And granted that in some cultures, there's also the pressure of don't discuss these things with everyone. But self-preservation is integral. And it's important to allow ourselves permission to do a safety assessment and recognize who we feel comfortable talking to. If you feel apprehensive while talking, it can also help to voice that. And we'll talk about some of the ways how as we progress in the podcast. But it can help to also communicate that you're feeling uncomfortable or you're worried about how this person might respond and that you feel isolated and what the purpose of the conversation is, right? In some cases, the purpose can be, I need emotional support. In some cases, it can be, I need professional help. So what the purpose of that conversation also is it can help to define that to the person. Another thing I was recently thinking about is how the term self-care 
is alien in a deeply capitalistic culture and if you add authoritarian parents to that and we see a whole generation having difficulty in prioritizing themselves in order to recognize if they're having mental health concerns we have to be able to listen to our bodies first which means we have to start prioritizing ourselves and prioritizing rest to also recognize what some of our patterns can be because growing up south asian i heard a lot about wasting time if i was watching tv or if i was napping or if i was doing something that wasn't stimulating or wasn't an activity i could learn from honestly being bored and not stimulating yourself is normal in fact it's necessary think about when your brain gets rest right your brain gets maximum rest when it's asleep you're not stimulated or bored or anything at that point if conversations around self care feel difficult in your family it could help to suggest that they take a break too we often see in different family dynamics that parents have difficulty pausing the recently retired generation even it's really difficult for them to reconcile with the fact that they can't pause and one of the reasons for that is that they've conditioned in, they've been conditioned into not prioritizing self care and now they don't know with all the time that they have they don't know how to rest or to stop anymore so it's risky i'm not saying that it's not a gamble but another way could also be to suggest that the person telling you that you're wasting time if it is a parent that you you encourage them to take a break too however if you're being made to feel ashamed and guilty about wanting to take care of yourself it's important to remember that this doesn't mean that self care is bad it's okay to have disagreements with family members to disengage and to still go ahead and do what you feel is better for you because you get to live with the consequences of prioritizing or not prioritizing self care easier said than done i fully recognize how much privilege is involved in something like this but one of the things that has helped me contextualize this is the fact that nobody lives with the consequences of this somebody can tell you you're wasting time you're not doing a lot with your life but if you push yourself too hard and burn out no one's going to take responsibility for it in fact a lot of times you might get blamed for it as well so it's in thinking about how we frame some of these things it's also important to remember that older generations weren't taught to prioritize themselves like we talked about or take their mental health seriously their dismissal or difficulty in understanding self care or mental health concerns can be rooted in ignorance misinformation or even their own mental health concerns so by practicing self preservation and prioritizing yourself even you also end up working on unlearning any aspects of intergenerational trauma within your family system that you may have internalized like there is an opportunity here for this to end with your generation and for it to not get passed on to future generations now coming down to what are some of the tangible steps right how can we talk about mental health concerns and frame these sentences one of the ways to do that is to use what we call i statements and making this a little more personal opening up is risky i don't deny that but there can be something powerful in owning your narrative from a personal space and the vulnerability can also foster healthy conversations it can emphasize the gravity of the situation so for example saying i've been crying a lot in the past few weeks i'm worried about what your reaction would be to what i'm saying i'm feeling extremely tired these days i feel nervous and nauseous sometimes are some of the ways in which you can describe and communicate your concerns 
Now, if your parents have become one of the causes for your mental health concerns, I highly encourage you to look for support outside that system. A teacher, another relative, a friend, anyone. The key factor here is validation, support and active listening. There's listening to respond and then there is active listening. Active listening happens when unsolicited advice isn't coming your way and people are receptive to your needs. You deserve communication that comprises of active listening because your concerns are valid and respectfully listening is the bare minimum anyone can do. It's really okay to put yourself first. Selfishness is a good thing. I know we don't hear that a lot and selfishness is really demonized for some reason when truthfully every act is selfish so selfishness is a good thing that's all we have for you today on today's podcast we truly hope this helped take care of yourself thank you 